الله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لما فصل طالوت بقال إن الله مبتنها من شرب منه فليس من لم يطعمه فإنه لا من اغترق غرفة بيدي إلى آخر الآية قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تتمنوا لقاء العدو أسأل الله العافية إذا لقيتموهم فاثبتوا أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسول الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهوائن غزة has entered its fifth month. There are mixed responses and mixed emotions that we as an ummah will go through. Some of us have unfortunately even forgotten that there is this type of atrocities which is being meted out to our brothers and sisters in one part of the world. We have continued our life as normal as if nothing has happened. Yes, maybe for the first few days we were affected, it became a topic of discussion. But now when it's gone so long, then we forget that this is even happening. So that is one kind of response. Another response is a response of despair, a response of despondency, where we begin to lose hope. That way is the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is happening to the ummah? Why are we going through these kind of conditions? This response also is not the right response for us to have. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very clearly mentions in the Quran al-Majeed, وَلَا تَهِنُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Do not despair. Do not lose heart. Do not grieve. You will be victorious if you have true iman. So that's the second response. And then another response is a response of an emotional outburst. So what happens there? We become emotional and we begin to make certain claims that we want to stand up for Islam and the Muslims. We want to do certain things. Where's the Muslim leadership? We're looking for leaders to give us that leadership so that we can go and fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, etc. Yes, to have that desire is important. To have that enthusiasm is important. But let us understand that that desire and that enthusiasm needs to be backed up with some type of reality. When a sahabi came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Nabi sallallahu asked him, كَيْفَ asbahta? Oh Haritha, how have you woke up this, woken up this morning? He says, أَصْبَحْتُ مُؤْمِنًا حَقَّا Oh Nabi of Allah, I woke up as a true believer. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to him, لِكُلِّ قَوْلٍ حَقِيقًا فَمَا حَقِيقَةُ قَوْلِكَ Every statement has a reality. What is the reality behind this statement of yours? Meaning just to make empty slogans is very easy. But there has to be some reality behind it. So this type of sentiment, of emotion, of enthusiasm, that we need leadership and we need to do something and we want to do something, etc. Which generally is the response of the younger generation. Because the younger generation have more emotion in them. They are more spirited. This emotion and this response has been dealt with in detail in one incident in the quran majid And there are very important lessons in this incident, very relevant to our current situation, very relevant to the situation that the ummah is facing currently. And I wish to discuss and highlight some of these important lessons. So Allah speaks about a group of the Banu Israel. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الْمَلَئِ مِنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مُوسَى They were after the time of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. 
this group of the Banu Israel were in a very, very difficult or very bad state. Why they were in a bad state? Firstly, the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding the Banu Israel was that at every given time there would be a Nabi living among the Banu Israel that would be guiding them and giving them direction. But during this period, there was no Nabi. So there was no Nabi among them. And similarly, the Torah, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which was there for their guidance, the enemy had captured and had taken away the Torah, a book of Allah, and they did not have a Nabi of Allah among them. And they were attacked by the enemy, the Amalika. The Amalika had oppressed them, they had invaded their homes, they had killed their children, taken many of them as captives. So this group of the Banu Israel, after some time, Allah sent a Nabi to them, Nabi Shamwil alayhi salatu wasalam. When this Nabi comes to them, now they were very spirited, they were hyped up. As we said, as many a times the youth may be. And we may have these kind of desires, this kind of spirit, this kind of emotion. So what they say? They say to the Nabi, Ib'ath lana malikan nuqatil fi sabilillah. That appoint a king for us. We will fight behind him against our enemy in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today the cry of the ummah is, where is a Muslim leader that can stand up for the ummah? And rightfully so. We do have the right to say this. Because most of the Muslim leaders have failed the ummah. Failed the ummah terribly. Their own Muslim Arab brothers who are right next door, they can't even give a bottle of water without the enemy giving permission. And it's so surprising. The enemy will say that they don't want to give it. Yesterday's news, American president says that the Egyptian president doesn't want to open the border and forcing him to open the border. You don't know who they're trying to fool. But anyway, so it's all this kind of situation where there isn't a Muslim leader to give that leadership to the ummah. Forget giving the leadership even to give access to basic human needs. There isn't that happening. So there is that emotion. We want the leadership. So the Nabi says to them, and this is the important point, the Nabi says to them, هَلْ عَسَيْتُمْ إِنْ كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْقِتَالُ أَلَّا تُقَاتِلُوا Maybe you are emotional now. You are, you are very hyped up now. But remember, it is highly possible that if Allah makes fighting obligatory upon you, you will fail the test at crunch time and you won't fight. They were emotional. He said, what you mean? مَا لَنَا لَا نُقَاتِلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَقَدْ أُخْرِجْنَا مِنْ دِيَارِنَا وَأَبْنَائِنَا Can't you see what the enemy has done to us? They have banished us from our homes. They have killed our children. Why won't we fight? Allah says, thereafter, فَلَمَّا كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقِتَالُ تَوَلَّوْا إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِّنْهُمْ When finally the obligation came from Allah's side, that now you go and fight against the enemy, most of them turned away. Most of them didn't manage. That's the question we need to ask ourselves. That are we ready to give our life for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Every child in Gaza grows up with these words, hearing these words. Al-mawtu fi sabilillahi asma amanina. This is their motto. They say that giving our life or passing away in the path of Allah is the height of our aspiration. The height of our desire and dream is to give our life in the path of Allah. So for them to give their life is nothing. They are, they are actually acquiring and attaining the height of their dreams. But are we prepared to sacrifice for the sake of deen? Are we prepared to sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? As we said in the beginning, 
to make empty slogans are very easy. It's very easy to do that. What's the reality behind it? So Allah says, when that command came, most of them turned away. The great Mufassir of the Quran Majid, Imam Qurtubi rahimullah, mentions a very amazing point here. He says, وَهَذَا شَأْنُ الْأُمَمِ He says, this is the condition of a nation that is accustomed to luxury. A nation that is accustomed to comforts. Yet, they will desire, they will have that desire. We want to give our life for Allah's sake. But when it is crunch time, they won't manage, they will fail. The question we need to ask ourselves again, how accustomed are we to luxury? In Gaza, they're going for more than four months without electricity. We can't manage four hours of load shedding. Four hours of load shedding, we can't manage. So accustomed to luxury, so addicted to comforts, we and our children, if Allah doesn't put us to those kind of conditions and we make dua that Allah doesn't test us, but they, they generally will be some type of conditions in life. That daughter of ours is married in a home, they can't afford an air condition, how can she manage that? Or they can't afford a certain kind of vehicle, can she manage in that home? That son of us grows up, only Allah knows what his future holds for him. What level of, what, what amount of finances he will have. Whether he will manage that lifestyle or not. If they have been and we have been addicted to these comforts and luxuries. What's going to be the future for us and for our children? So nevertheless, Allah minhum. When it was crunch time and now they had to fight, most of them turned away. This is the gist of the incident. Thereafter Allah goes into the details of the incident. Again, it's a very lengthy incident. We will just try and summarize. The key points, and as we said, extremely relevant to our current circumstance. So, finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appointed a king for them. Inna Allah qad ba'atha lakum malika. Talut was appointed as a king. The normal response of the Banu Israel, objecting against the commands of Allah, objecting against the decisions of Allah. They say that why is this person appointed as a king? Why is he made the king? This person... He is not fit for that position. None of his ancestors were kings. None of his ancestors were, were anbiya. He is not fit for this position. Objecting against the command of Allah. Another very common issue nowadays, Allah forbid. Whether we verbalize it or we internalize it. Whether we verbalize it or it's in our mind. But why did Allah make this fard? Why did Allah make this haram? Why Allah has given this kind of instruction for women? That they must be in the home. Why Allah has made it that the men must come out in the woman's places in the home? These kind of objections which stem largely from the modernism that we are exposed to, the feminism that we are exposed to. And then we begin to object against the commands of Allah, against the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Nabi gave them very clear directives, very clear answers with regards to their situation and these answers apply to every situation. Every situation, any command of Allah, any decision of Allah, these answers apply. Inna Allah alaykum. Allah has chosen him. Chosen him. It's not your choice, it's Allah's choice. Allah made this decision that, that a woman will remain indoors and a man will go outdoors. That the best place of salah for a woman will be in the confines of her home. And the best place for a man will be in the masjid. This is not our decision. It's not our department to object to this. This is what Nabi, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained. This is what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has distributed. So, 
This is the choice of Allah. It's not your job for you to object. It's not your job for you to apply your mind when it comes to the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you want the wisdom behind it, it's not that, na'udhu billah, Allah's decisions are free of wisdom, avoid of wisdom. Allah's decisions are filled with wisdom. Yes, that because of your weak mind and our weak minds, we can't understand the, the wisdom. But it's filled with wisdom. So now the Nabi explains the wisdom behind this appointment of Allah. First thing is, you're not supposed to be objective. It's Allah's choice. When it's Allah's choice, you can't object. But if you're looking for the wisdom, وَزَادَهُ بَسْطَةً فِي الْإِلْمِ وَالْجِسْمِ For a person to fulfill this role of being a king, of being a leader, then he requires two qualities. Having a, a, a king in his ancestors is not a precondition to be a king. You're looking for the wrong things. What he requires, he requires two things. He requires knowledge of deen, he requires know-how of how to run the administration and that Allah has given him in abundance. Zadahu bastatan fil ilm. And then because the important task that he is going to be playing is he's going to go out to war because that was the what was the request that they made. So he requires a very strong body. So he's a very strong bodied person. The two things that he requires, the two qualities that he requires. To fulfill this role, this man has it. Zadahu bastatan fil ilmi wal jism. And then the Nabi tells him again, Wallahu yu'ti mulkahu may yasha. This kingdom of Allah, he gives it to whomsoever he wishes. It's Allah's choice. When it's Allah's choice, Allah will decide how he wants. Nevertheless, the ayat go on. We're going to the, to the main part of it. Now finally, finally when the time came for them to leave, to depart, the army has to move. They were requesting, they were demanding. We want a king, we want to fight. As we said in the beginning again, that emotion many a times we have, we may be saying it, but there has to be a reality behind it. And this is what Allah is explaining to us in the Quran and Majid through this incident of the Banu Israel. Then Talut now departed with the army. Let us understand, respected friends, to be accepted for the deen of Allah, to be accepted to give our life for Allah is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. A person will have to meet the criteria. A person will have to pass the test. So the test now comes. Allah is going to test you with a river. You will be thirsty. There will be a nice, fresh water river, flowing, flowing river with fresh water that will entice you, that will tempt you. But Allah's command is now you can't drink from this water. Water is normally absolutely halal. But now Allah's command is the test of your iman to see whether you can make it to give your life for the sake of Allah or to give your time for the sake of deen. The test is that now you are not allowed to drink from this water. Inna Allah mubtalikum bi nahar. It was a test of Iman. And that is what we need to understand, respected friends. To make empty statements are very easy. But it has to be backed up by a very strong level of Iman. What is going on in Gaza today is only the result of Imani power. Military might can't understand. A military mind can't understand what's going on. That amount of bombardment and still that amount of resilience. It is only Iman which is proving itself. 
And this is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has prophesized. إِنَّ الْإِيمَانَ إِذَا وَقَعَتِ الْفِتَنُ بِالشَّامِ At that time when there will be fitna and there will be challenges in my ummah, then Iman will be in Sham. In Iman will be in Palestine and the surrounding areas. This will be the place of Iman. What we are seeing is only the result of Iman. It is not physical strength that is allowing them to be so resilient. It is not physical strength that is making them do whatever they, they are doing. It is the strength of Iman. Inna Allaha mubtaliikum binahar. And Allah tests the Iman before a person can be accepted for that. So that test of Iman for these people and for most people come in the form of temptation. On a daily basis, Allah is testing our Iman in the form of temptation. There's a woman that's coming in front of us. And now what is the level of Iman? You see, no, Mona, it's too hard. Too hard to do that. But on the other hand, we say, Mona, we want to give our life for Allah's deed. We can't forsake, we can't sacrifice one haram, lustful glance. And then we want to give our life for Allah. At the time of Fajr, too hard to wake up. But we got claims that we want to give our life for Allah. This is what the Nabi told them. You won't manage because your Iman hasn't reached that level. So, inna Allah muqtaliikum binahar, that test will come. The river will come and come in front of you. If you drink from the water of the river, you are out. You are disqualified from the army. Mufassirin say 80,000 people were part of that army. 80,000 people. 76,000 failed the test. Only 4,000 managed. Only 4,000 managed. They passed the test. Now, those 4,000 go and they face against this army, this Amalika. When they face them, those people that failed that Imani test, they failed the Imani test, what they said? They said, لا اليوم We can't face this army. Such a powerful army, how are we going to face it? Why? Because that level of Iman wasn't there. They failed that Imani test, لا اليوم But those people who passed that test of Iman, Allah says, those that had certainty, that had yaqeen, that we are going to meet Allah, their yaqeen was on akhirat, their strength of iman was there. What was their response? And their response is what we're seeing happening today. How many a small group and so ill-equipped group that was being blockaded for so long in our context, Putting into context this ayat that was block- blockaded for to understand where they got rockets from, where they got everything from. How many a small group overpowers a huge army, so-called superpowers of the time, highly trained, best equipment, everything at their disposal, but the small group they overpower a huge army with the permission of Allah. So that is the strength of Iman. The strength of Iman makes a person focus in the right direction. And my focus is not on all of this. This is all material. All of this is subjected to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that was that test of Iman. For the benefit of those that have come later on, we are speaking about the current situation. And we explain there are different responses. Some of us have even forgotten that the Ummah is suffering in one part of the world. Unfortunately, we have gone back to our normal lives. 
Some of us unfortunately, we become depressed when we see what's going on. That is also not the response of a believer. And then we get a third response, where we get hyped up. And we say we want to give our life for Allah's deen. And we want a king and we will fight. We want leadership. The Ummah has no leadership. Yes, it's a very good desire to have. That we want to sacrifice for Allah's deen. But through this incident of the Banu Israel, which Allah has mentioned in the Quran Majid, we are explaining that just making empty slogans is not enough. There has to be that strength of Iman, that level of Iman, before Allah accepts a person for his deen, before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept, accepts a person's life in his path, then there has to be a certain level of Iman. There is a test that comes, an Imani test. And this Imani test came in the form of temptation. As we said, on a daily basis, we are facing haram temptation before us. And we are failing this test miserably. Miserably on a daily basis. We are failing this test of haram temptation. And then for us to think that no, our level of Iman is on that level, that we can give that ultimate sacrifice. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is only wishful thing. We're explaining here what happened. 80,000 the army was, 76,000 failed that test of Iman. Only 4,000 managed. And it was that 4,000 that stood in front of that huge powerful army. And they gave that message of Iman, which is a message for us today as well. How many a small group? Overpowers a huge army with the permission of Allah. We saw it a few years ago. 50 plus countries invaded a Muslim country. And after 20 years, those superpowers had to put their tail between their legs and leave that country. They had to leave that country. What was it? It was that small group of Iman. We are seeing it today, respected friends, happening live today. The enemy thought it was a walk in the park. We will bomb these people and we will finish them off. More than four months of relentless bombing. Last week perhaps, the American news was, we haven't even affected 70% of the resistance is still intact. This is what the enemy is saying. 70% of the resistance is still intact. What is this? This is only the power of Iman. The lesson that we need to take, the inspiration that we need to take, is we need to make that effort on Iman. Allah is not putting us through those tests. And we don't desire those tests. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith, But only Allah knows what the future holds for us, what the future holds for our children. We don't know what can happen in the world, whether that time will come in our life or in our children's life, for them to stand up for the sake of deen. The question we need to ask ourselves, Will we be from the 76,000 that failed that test of Iman? Or will we be from those 4,000 that, well, that managed that test of Iman? And they were those people who gave that Imani message. Thereafter, incident continues. But the gist of the incident is, فَهَزَمُوهُمْ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ That they overpowered the enemy only with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the plight of the ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring an end to this war very, very quickly. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to take lesson that we need to take. What is going on, what they are doing, they are giving the ultimate sacrifice for deen. They are giving the ultimate sacrifice to protect the third holiest place in Islam. But the inspiration that we need to take 
that what do I need to do in my life? Four months have gone. What positive steps have I made? Have, can I say on the day of Qiyamah, when we meet those Shuhada of Gaza, those, in, those innocent children, can I say that there was one change that I made in my life? One positive change. Let us ask ourselves a question today. So many months, more than four months, can I account for one positive change that I have made in my life? If I haven't done that, then really I'm going to be embarrassed before those people on the day of Qiyamah. They gave everything. They gave their homes. They gave their children. They gave their lives. We can't even give up one sin, one haram in our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us. This is the ideal time. The month of Ramadan is around the corner. A time to make revolution in our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be that turning point and that revolution in our life. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa mulana muhammadi wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.